We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host and former downtown Los Angeles Starbucks barista. Not really, but they're closing down some Starbucks downtown you might have been used to because uh, employees are, uh, are scared to go to work. We'll talk about that a little bit today. However, today is Open Line Friday. Every Friday, you can call up with any subject you'd like to talk to me about. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Fridays are the day that you can change the subject, and we will change the subject. Of course, I'm the host, and I can bring us right back to whatever subject. But sometimes it's a great opportunity for you to call up with a Bible question or a comment about what's going on in the news or just join the conversation that has developed on our show as we get together here in Southern California, LA, San Diego, every place in between, and even far north, even into Mexico, we are there. And it's great to be with you every day from 3 to 5 on KKLA 99.5 in Los Angeles, KPRZ uh, 1210 AM, 106.1 FM in North County. 888-528-2557 is the number. All right. Well, I do hope that you have good plans coming up. And uh, do you like coffee? I, I talk about coffee a lot. I think it matters, right? It's uh, I call it the brew of the believer. It is the, the choice of the chosen. It is the uh, juice of the joyful. That's how I think of it. And uh, I try to go to different coffee shops. In fact, a lot of the time during the day, I'll work from a coffee shop as I prepare the show partly because the coffee's there, but also partly you get to have a sense of what life is like in our city. And I'll go to different coffee shops here and there and check them out. There's a lot of business that goes on in some coffee shops. Some are just touristy. Some have uh, Bible studies. Last week I was in a Starbucks in uh, uh, Ventura County, actually, that had uh, Bible studies going on everywhere. It was St. Arbucks is what it was. And uh, you never know what you're going to run into and hear out there. Well, one of the big stories in the news today, and I think it's relevant for us here in Southern California, is Starbucks is closing some stores that, uh, not because they're unprofitable necessarily, but because they are uh, scary to work at. Because there is so much crime going on outside or even inside the Starbucks that um, they feel like they need to close. And during Star- Starbucks has been having some meetings here for a couple of years where the CEO, Howard Schultz, goes from town to town and meets with Starbucks employees. And it's a good practice. And he gets to hear what the employees have to say. And what they've been saying is it's not safe where we work. I got a question for you. Is it safe where you work? Have you had, uh, do you work at a place where you have to sort of watch yourself uh, as you're uh, coming to work or while you're working? Uh, Is that a uh, challenging environment to be in? 888-528-2557 is the number. Uh, This is Howard Schultz, the CEO who said some remarkable, Starbucks CEO, saying some remarkable things at an employee meeting this week. But in all of those sessions, It has shocked me that one of the primary concerns that our retail partners have is their own personal safety. 
and then we heard the stories that go along with it about what happens in our bathrooms. The issue of mental illness, the issues of homelessness, and the issues of crime. And Starbucks is a window into America. We have stores in every community, and we are facing things in which the stores were not built for. And so we're listening to our people and closing stores, and this is just the beginning. There are going to be many more. Now, what's happening is he's hearing from employees that say, hey, it's a scary environment at our stores. And uh, he says he's shocked. He's shocked to hear this. Um, I've been in some Starbucks before where it's been in a a, a scary environment. In fact, I was at one. I used to go to one. A lot of pastors were there, and we'd meet, and and, uh, we were there because we were, in in some ways, developing relationships with the employees who were there, our baristas. It was great because when I would walk up, they would see me in the parking lot and have my coffee ready when I got there. And uh, we were there often enough for that. And we also cared about the manager because the manager at this particular Starbucks, you know, frankly, he was not a good manager. And we felt bad for him. And he would get really upset if there was a problem with an employee or a problem with a customer. And one customer got really mad at him for something. And the customer said, you run this place like it's a DMV. And, uh, you know, it seems like it was a, not a very kind thing to say. Apologies if you work at the DMV, but uh, there's something that goes along with that. And uh, But this poor guy, he just got so brokenhearted by that comment. We really, we really saw it. It's like, oh, I don't think he can deal with this kind of a job where people are going to chew you out for stuff. Well, one day in there, there was a, there was a homeless guy who came in there once in a while. And I had just used the, the restroom right before this homeless guy walked in. He walked in there after me. Well, that guy destroyed the bathroom. And, uh, you know, we're concerned about him, too. You know, what's going on? Clearly, there were some drugs and other stuff going on with this guy. The funny thing the homeless guy did was he came out of the bathroom after destroying it. And he said to the manager, he goes, your bathroom is not clean. You have you need to clean that bathroom. We shouldn't have to deal with a bathroom that was so messy. He's the guy who messed it up, and we all knew that. Um, and that must have been, you know, for his own dignity. I think he went in there to clean himself up, right? I, I know why, you know, whatever's going on with that guy, something that he is he's dealing with that, right? So that was the that was the comment. But I thought, you know, if he was more of a violent person, I think that that person definitely had drug problems. He wasn't using them that day. Um and he's in there every day. It's something to think about, right? Well, Starbucks, just three years ago, maybe you don't realize this. And this is what I think is amazing about this story is that Howard Schultz is shocked, shocked that this might be going on. Well, he's known this has been going on for a long time. Starbucks uh, has been dealing with uh, this kind of problem. And a few years ago, in a, a move that was meant to be something kind – Starbucks actually invited people to come into and use their restrooms and even to have a safe place to do drugs. It was called the third place policy. And it was the idea that um, anybody could be in their stores. Nobody's going to be asked to leave. And what happened is homeless drug addicts went in there and started shooting up heroin and other things inside Starbucks bathrooms. And some Starbucks, in response to this, then put up – needle drop boxes and other things in the bathrooms with the idea that they're going to make it safer. And that's kind of a remarkable thing when you think about it. But that has been the mindset of 
a lot of particularly people who are um, in the the critical theory mindset, the the mindset of, hey, we don't want to say that anything anybody does is wrong. We just want them to be safer. So what happened is Starbucks and many of their stores started adding these boxes in several U.S. markets, and they did this in response from employees who were complaining about how things weren't safe. And a star a uh, a Starbucks spokesperson three years ago, this is in uh, the uh, Salt Lake City Tribune, she said, we are always working and listening with our partners for ways that we can better support them when it comes to issues like these, like not feeling safe at work, citing scary situations, and we need to ensure that workers are out of harm's way. And the way they did that was they they put these things in the bathroom so that people could use drugs in their bathrooms, the needle disposal boxes and stuff. See, this is a philosophy that it has, you know, there's some pros to it, but one of the reasons that we have so many problems in our state with homelessness is because we're encouraging the behavior rather than encouraging recovery. And study after study after study now is showing this. It's called harm reduction. The idea is that, well, if people are going to use drugs anyway, let's try to do it so that they don't cause more harm to themselves uh, than what they're doing already. You know, there was some success with this idea when the AIDS crisis was happening and a lot of IV drug users were getting AIDS and dying of AIDS. And they many cities started handing out clean needles was the idea so they wouldn't get AIDS. And it's true. It actually stopped a lot of people from getting AIDS. They died anyway of the drug overdose. So I'm not really sure that it was compassionate. It didn't move forward in um, – in recovery in that you can you can beat this in the kind of help that you need. Instead, it just made people more comfortable as they killed themselves, which doesn't seem like a very good philosophy at all uh, as far as those things are concerned. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Let's go to uh, Michael in Hollywood. Michael, welcome to Southern California Live. Uh, hi. Uh, you know, I just wanted to make a comment that um, I think the same thing um, – the same problem with these uh, drug users uh, is is kind of the, the same route this whole country has been um, going. Uh, and, and, you know, the reason everything has been trending downward, it's, um, you know, seeing the problem, seeing what, what's wrong, um, you know, like what's what's not right. Um, uh, and, you know, not there's like opposition to it. Um, whether it be like the the blatant, you know. Oops, I lost you there, uh, Michael. Sorry about that. Um, I think what you were getting ready to say is that, you know, we're seeing these problems in many places all over the country. And, you know, that's something that Howard uh, Schultz, the CEO, remarked on is that they are – Starbucks is seeing this happen all around the country. And this was his remark about why this is. And I I must say – in my view, uh, at the local, state, and federal level, these governments across the country and leaders, mayors and governors and city councils, have abdicated their responsibility in fighting crime and addressing mental illness. And we are going to have to refine and transform and modernize many of the things we do to meet the needs of our customers in a very changing operating environment in which customer behavior is changing. It's a remarkable comment coming from Howard Schultz, who just three years ago was saying that we need to provide space for people in our stores to 
um, just be. And I, I think he, he said he was shocked. I think it's because he's continuing to hear this from employees. And, you know, we do need to be genuinely compassionate for people who are homeless, even the people who are drug users and in really bad shape. We need to deal with this. And what he's saying, and I would agree, is that our political leadership at all levels are abdicating their responsibility as leaders. That the programs and the work that we have done have obviously failed. We continue pouring money into them. The philosophy behind it has failed. And one of the things that I repeat on the show is a lot of the problem with people's philosophy is that if you challenge it and you get to a place where you have to state in our culture today, if you have to state that something is morally wrong, if you have to state that something that was intended to be compassionate turned out to not be compassionate, if you have to say you're wrong about something, you're making a much bigger statement because it causes you to have to go back and evaluate, well, if I was wrong about this, what else am I wrong about? And if there is something that's morally wrong, who's decided this? It's a big, it's a big question. Is it morally wrong to, to kill yourself slowly with the heroin or the fentanyl or whatever it is that you are taking drugs with? Should cities just allow you to do that if that's your choice and provide space for you to do that in these drug use centers that we're setting up? Is that wrong? I think it's wrong. I think this is a very complicated problem. A lot of things are complex. It's very difficult. I think that a lot of the work needs to be done not just by the governments but by us, by churches, by uh, organizations of people who come together to really help people. We want to prevent people from getting to this place in the first place. That begins with what we teach kids. It begins in our schools You know, what are we teaching kids? Are we teaching them that it's okay to experiment with drugs? What are we teaching them about? It's interesting to me that we we're banning vaping and that kind of thing, but we're we're saying that marijuana is okay. We don't want to be for tobacco and cigarettes and products like that, but we're going to push other things that for some reason have a political correctness to them. Um, it doesn't make any sense. I think it's spiritual. I think it is evil. I think for those of us who are believers especially, we need to recognize that this is part of where our culture is headed and where our culture already is, I should say. And the way out of it is truth. The way out of it is genuine concern, to be concerned about people's recovery, to be concerned about people spiritually and what people believe. And it has to start young. It has to start before people get into these problems. I read somewhere once that if you become homeless, for whatever the reason is you become homeless, Most people who become homeless, they already have some significant drug or alcohol problems. Sometimes they have mental illness already. But if you didn't, you're going to develop it within two weeks of being on the street. That's how hard it is. And if you can imagine, you know, that for uh, many of you, uh, and some of you have been there before, you know that uh, you don't know what to do. And it does not take long before you are in, in big trouble. 888-528-2557 is the number. It's Open Phone Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is that you would like to talk about on Open Phone Friday. So we'll change the subject. If you've got a question about the Bible, question about something going on uh, in the world, comments you'd like to make, let's hear it. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host. Let's go to Tracy. Tracy, welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing, Tracy? Hi, Hi, Scott. Um, I'd like to thank you, first of all, for um, helping me just know that God is in control. Me and my children before talked to you yeah. uh, about my husband, and um, 
what I've been doing is just having faith in God uh, and just praying. And he's just basically let me know at the end of the day, he's going to take credit for all this. And something that you touch bases on, you get homelessness uh, as a result. It's, uh, it'll result in people on alcohol or drugs. Well, I've been on, uh, me and my children and our family pet has been homeless for almost a month due to not none of our negligence, but my husband. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't, I, 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 I feel that my walk with Jesus has become stronger. You mm. know, I, I really commend you on how you're helping with the Bible situation, how you're helping with the Ukraine and Russia. Uh at the end of the day, I'm still in my situation, and I'm relying on the the best source, and that's our holy, heavenly Father, to see me and my children through this event. You know, I've reached out, and, I, and, and he said at the end of the day, when people go to him and say, well, I've done this deed, I've done this deed, and you remember what it says in the Bible, Matthew's 25th? Uh, I think it's the 25th chapter, and uh, it's another verse, saying it, it's going to be pastors, it's going to be uh, people that you, you you would say, oh, they're doing such a good job in the church, but they did not reach out to people that really needed them, you know, hmm. and, and no pun intended, but um, there's people in America, in California, that really, really, really need uh, assistance, and people are like, I went to Maxine Waters. No, no, no help there. But like I said before, when I started this with you, at the end of the day, everyone will know that it was not of a man's doing. It was of the Lord, our Savior. Yeah. And I thank you for uh, calling at the start of this um, collapse, this devastation of what has occurred to me and my family. Um. And um, I'm, I'm still going to have faith, and I'm not going to uh, result to drugs or alcohol. This time, anybody that does see my situation, good, good, and good for what it is, is going to know that it there is a God. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're uh, doing okay. Now, do you have shelter right now, Tracy? We're in a homeless shelter. Okay, you're in a okay? shelter. Okay, domestic, you and your family. Okay, with domestic abuse. You know. right. Yeah. So uh, if you're listening, Tracy's called us a few times over the last several months uh, with a lot of things going on with her. So, Tracy, I'm glad that you called and uh, thank you for the update. I want to just encourage you to stay focused on God and trust him. One of the fruits of the spirit is is patience. And uh, I think you are showing us that as you trust in the Lord uh, for difficulty and difficult time. I appreciate you calling and uh, being a part of our program uh, today. Can I pray for you real quick before you go? You sure can, Mr. Right. God, we thank you for Tracy. We thank you that you are protecting her and her family through this crisis and the legal issues that they've had and the breakdown of of so much. I thank you that she can just call and be positive in this circumstance And I pray that you would use her in the lives of the people in the shelter that she's with, that she is interacting with. I pray that you would provide uh, employment for her that is enough to get their own place, that you continue to protect her from uh, the temptations that are such a big uh, difficulty with being homeless. I'm grateful for the shelter that she is in, and uh, I pray that you would rectify uh, all of her issues here and and do that. Uh, We pray, Lord, that you do it in your timing, Lord, but we 
we celebrate that she has been patient all this time, and we ask that you would rectify those things soon. Thank you, Lord, um, in Mr. Jesus' name. Uh, Pastor, Amen. Pastor Farrell, can uh, I ask Pastor Farrell, yeah. Yeah, I do have a job. Right, I remember uh, that as I was praying. I remember how you husband, are working. Yeah. All right. When my husband threw us out the house, I used all my savings to keep me and my children, my children not being taken away from me, and my dog got injured. So if I, you could be so kind, can I give my P.O. box and they, any inspirational hey, well, letters? Tell you anything? what, uh, connect with my uh, call screener, okay? When we're done, we'll take that information, okay? Thank you, Tracy, very You're much, talking. and just just You're just talking. stay on the line with us. All right, eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. It is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host. And it's Open Phone Friday, so anything that is on your mind, you can give us a call on Fridays. You can ask a question about the Bible. As Tracy mentioned, I am a a pastor. I've been a pastor for 25 years, and I'm a pastor on the radio each and every day from 3 to 5 with you. And uh, I'm also an expert at a few other things, and there's some other things I pretend to be an expert about. And uh, we actually can build each other up on our program and uh, teach each other things. That's a great thing about Southern California Live is that together as a radio family, we get to minister to each other. And that happens so often, especially when we do this on Fridays. So I love it. It's great to be with you every day. The number is 888-528-2557. You know, Tracy is just a great example of somebody who is pushing through a really difficult situation. And you can do it. You can stay away from those things. The reason that uh, you know so many people get into great trouble is, you know, they they give up, and it's so easy to give up, and it's so easy to get hopeless. And we we live at a time. Uh, I was talking with uh, some people earlier today how just everybody is exhausted anyway. Like we're, this is just an exhausted period of time. I asked my church that one time, how many of you are exhausted? And every hand went up. I mean, it was, people are exhausted. And it just leads us to so many things. Would you just make sure that whatever your circumstances are, that you keep your joy in Christ, that you you fix your eyes on Jesus? And I say that not as, you know, one of those things that you put on a uh, plaque on your wall or on a cup, you know, fix your eyes on Jesus. Okay. But no, actually do that. Ask yourself, where are my eyes fixed? Are they fixed on my phone? Are they fixed on my misery? Are they fixed on my problems? Um, Or are they fixed on the one place I'm going to get hope and peace and joy in Jesus? And like Tracy said, you know, he's going to work on you during the hard times, and he's not going to answer your prayers sooner than when he's ready, Uh, but he does answer your prayer. So keep being faithful. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. When we come back, I'll get to your calls. Open phone Friday. Anything you want to call about, you can call right now. 888-528-2557. Scott Furrow as Southern California Live continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today on this fine Friday afternoon in Southern California. It's open phone Friday, 888-528-2557. It's a beautiful day out. It's going to get hot, you know, really hot pretty soon, but it's a little cooler uh, right now, and uh, let's enjoy it. We have such great blessing being here in uh, SoCal. 888-528-2557 is the number. Let's go to Oscar in Baldwin Park. Oscar, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello, sir. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, Uh, hi, Oscar. really enjoy your show. Yeah, I really enjoy your show, man. I'm really starting to become a real uh, 
true listener to your show. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Uh, real quick, sir. Yeah, real quick. So I just want to share my story a little bit real quick. Um, I recently made the decision just recently, just this past week, uh, to really turn my life or give my life over to, to Christ. Um, oh, good for you. I, um, yeah, I have a real problem. I struggle with uh, uh, sex addiction. Mm. Uh, it's really ruined ruined my life. It's ruined I, the mother of my kids. She's she knows about it. She knows what I where I've been, what I've done. And she um, she hates me right now. She mm. hates me. You know, I, I have, we have two, yeah two young girls together, seven and five daughters too. I have on top of that, um, and I um, just recently turned my life over, and I. And I um, I gotta say that what I'm dealing with right now, just turning my life over to Christ, is helping me a lot. You know, I'm trying to other other aspects of my life too. I'm trying to uh, sober up. I have a you know I have a, a weed problem. I you know I drink. I um, you know just just a lot of issues, and I, I'm really starting to you know turn. I'm trying. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, my music. I'm not, I haven't really been listening to the type of music I like, like rap music stuff like that. I've been listening to Christian music. I've been reading the Bible more. I go on, on uh, my phone, Google. I Google all kinds of stupid things all day long. The last couple of days, I've been Googling about Christ and um, just a lot of different things, man. I just want to say for anybody out there struggling with any type of addiction, um, just you know, put your put your faith in Christ, man. He really how he's helping me right now. I feel lighter on my feet. Uh, you know, I still got the consequences I got to deal with, but mm-hmm. uh, just put your faith in Christ, and I and I, I, I he'll help you. I, he's doing it for me and you do it for anybody else. So I just want to say anybody struggling with addiction out there or anything like that, just, just you know, put your faith in him. He'll, he'll, he'll help you, man. He's helping me right now. I have a long way to go, but um, I got my faith. Yeah, you, Oscar, you know, that, yeah. thank yeah. you for sharing all of that. Um, let me ask you this question. Uh, is uh, uh, Are you married? We're not married. You're no, mar- not, not married, married, but you've got little girls, seven and five? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, we want to keep praying because those little girls are going to need their dad in their life one way or the other, and you're on the right path. And, you know, I think God uses, uh, you know, one of the reasons we get in trouble or we get caught or we get convicted, whatever happens, part of it is God saying hello, and he's going to help us turn around. And can I encourage you to to keep going and to realize two things. Number one, the salvation you have in Christ is for free. You don't earn it. It's yours, okay, yeah. for putting yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's unmerited favor. That's what grace means. You didn't earn it. And there's a whole lot of people who have done a lot of bad things who we're going to heaven with. And uh, that's a great thing. And the second thing is that with the Lord, you know, the help that you need, um, I would encourage you to do a couple things. Get involved in a good church uh, where yeah. you can have some accountability and uh, where people will know you. Okay. Are you go to church anywhere? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, I do. I, 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 I still my, my old ways. I still, go, I got my Catholic church. I go to, you know, I go. That's my old school way. But I know a lot. Of guys, I got, I, yeah, I got go. I have other Christian family members telling me where I have to do go to certain churches and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, find a church where they teach grace. All right, where you can be encouraged in your faith to move forward, and where they understand that God also gives you His Holy Spirit, and what God wants to do with you is supernatural. So it's not all about you keeping straight. It's about you with the Lord's help making you grow in your faith and getting right. All right, so a few different things to keep doing. Oscar, I'm going to pray for you real quick, all right? God, I thank you for Oscar and what you're doing in his life, the conviction. I pray, Lord, that his passion for you would hold, that he would grow, that you would make him into the father that he needs to be for his girls. 
And I pray that that would be apparent to uh, everybody in his life and that you would repair everything that needs to be repaired in this family. Keep him strong, and we're grateful he's part of our family here at KKLA. In Jesus' name, amen. Oscar, amen. Th- Thank yeah. you, sir. You're welcome. Thanks for calling, Oscar. All right, Open Line Friday, Southern California Live, 888-528-2557 is the number. You can call about anything you would like to. We've had some, you know, we've got some people, you know, who are uh, making, who God is doing some great things in their life in really hard situations. And I know that's true for a whole lot of you. And we're so grateful that you are a part of our audience and that we can encourage you this way. 888-528-2557. Before uh, the break, we were talking about the Starbucks closing and the, the difficulties that we're having with uh, the the drug use and the, the violence that has been uh, going on. How have you had to deal with that in in your life where you work? Is it safe where you work? Do you have to make certain precautions because uh, you work or live in a place that is, you, you, you're afraid for your, your life. How do you trust the Lord for that? And what are some things that we can do about it? That is one of the things that I think uh, we should be thinking about because we have to make, we have to make inroads. We can't just give up. It seems like such an odd time and maybe we feel hopeful, hopeless, but the world has been full of really bad times before. And people, when people decide to do the right thing, when people get their life straight before God, when they realize there is right and wrong, people actually have the ability to do incredible things when they decide to do what's right. I think that's how God has has rigged the universe in our circumstances. I think that God has made it so that when we do the right thing, um, good things happen. The results are good. That There's no guarantee that bad things aren't going to happen, right? Until Jesus comes back, you're going to die one day, and one day you're going to go to the doctor. They're going to find something in you that shouldn't be there. Those things are going to be part of the fallen world that we have. But if you're a believer, you get everlasting life where everything is perfect, and to die is gain, the Bible tells us. But in the meantime, we have such such a great God. We have such a great opportunity together to look at this world and the hopelessness that leads people often to in drugs or alcohol or other behaviors um, and different things and to encourage each other. One of the ways that we stay doing that is that we stay involved in church. And I don't mean just going on Sunday or going to the programs, but going to church for its purpose, to for iron to sharpen iron, for us to realize that outside of church, there's 167 more hours in the week, depending on what kind of church you go to, maybe 166 how many hours is your church service? What's too long? That might be a good topic. What you know, What's too long for church? At what point are you like, I got to get, get done? I've been to church services that are less than an hour, and I've been to them that are two or three hours. I've been to them where some of you go to churches, you don't know when it's going to end. And whenever it does end, there's a meal afterward, right? So you're there all day. Uh, that's kind of how that goes. 888-528-2557 is the number. Let's go to Nat in Long Beach. Welcome to Southern California Live. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, Nat. How are you? Nate, is it Nate? Yes, sir. All right, yes, I got sir. Nat on my screen here, but you're Nate. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, the, the idea I had was to make, you know, the people who are having drug issues in their mandatory rehab and then uh, make them check in periodically after they get out of rehab to make sure they stay clean and stop, you know, giving people the choice to do it on their own. Like, uh, just basically they give up their rights if they want to be on, you know, these uh, controlling drugs, I mean, especially if they have mental health. Mm. 
And I believe they should have facilities where mental health is treated and make it mandatory. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, a family member to sign away the rights. Those are some issues that a lot of people are talking about. It's very hard to force somebody uh, into that kind of environment. Um, There's a lot of reasons for it, especially if we're talking about signing away our our rights. And somebody kind of has to want to. I think that's one of the big hurdles is that for somebody to deal with the drugs, they, they have to want to. Well, it's more like a punishment. Like if you do wrong and you're under the influence, just like going to jail, but instead of going to jail, you have a choice. You can go to jail or you can go to this other program. And by that doing that, you kind of sign away your own rights because you know, anybody will pick rehab over jail, I assume. But you're going to have to detox whether you're in jail or not anyway. You know, I'm going to look for it, but there was a study about that recently here in California where people are given that choice and they don't take it. They will take they will take jail for the short time uh, and then get out. And, that, you know, that's another part of the problem is that you you at some point, you know, maybe if you're committing some crimes and some terrible things, you will go to prison. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily help you. And we have uh, too many people in jail already. Uh, so I think you're definitely on to something. We have to solve this and not just talk about it. Um, we, there's drugs in jail, too, though. And there's drugs in jail, right. It's uh, And I think that's why some people choose it, right, is that, well, I can All do right. this, and I don't have to get be done with my uh, my habit. Nate, uh, thank All you right. for your call. Appreciate that. Uh, no thanks for listening to Southern California Live. That's one of the issues is how far can you go and force somebody to help themselves? How far can you take it? where you have a family member, somebody that you know who is uh, addicted to something and you have the intervention and you try and you try, you know, can, you know, how far can you go to really force somebody to do something? And uh, we have to do something different. That's for sure. I think the problems are before you get to that point though. I think we have a, a culture that has abandoned its responsibility, not just from leadership, but I think really all of us, you know, are we looking out for each other? so that we don't get there or are we saying, you know, to each his own and, you know, if it feels good, do it or whatever the philosophy of the era is that you grew up in, you know, isn't that where the problem ultimately is? I'll tell you one of the the things that I've done with homeless ministry that has been super positive. There are some great places, Union Gospel Mission in L.A., um, the uh, Rescue Mission in San Diego. There are some great places doing some great work uh, with people and and families who are homeless. And it's because it's about recovery. It's because it's also about the gospel. And those places have strict rules. I can't tell you how many people I have tried to get into these places, but they don't go because they have to be in in the building by 10 p.m., right? There's some rule they don't want to follow. And that is one of the biggest problems. But, you know, I have had some success with people who are recently homeless or who are recently having problems where I've been able to send them back to their family. I ask them, you know, you got any family? Yeah, here's the number. Or, you know, and I call them and I've had two experiences. I've had the experience where I talk to the family and they say, no, we don't want them. We've tried for years and uh, we're done. And it's super sad. Um, and I get it. I understand that. I also have had the experience, though, where I've called families several occasions, and the families said, we didn't even know where they were. And they break down in tears. Would you send them to us? Yes, I'll do that. Or I'll come get them. You know, we really can reach out and take care of people. I think that there is more for the church to do on this. I think that there is a, a great matter of asking ourselves, are we concerned about the things that Jesus is concerned about? 
what are the things that Jesus is concerned about that we can spend a lot more time and resources on? That's a big thing for us in the church. I got to take a break. It's Open Phone Friday. Anything that is on your mind, you can give us a call, 888-528-2557 is the number. When I come back, I'll get to your calls. This is Scott Furrow, Southern California Live, continues in a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. What's on your mind, uh, Mark? Yeah. Amen. Not just exactly that. You know, I hear a lot of like he's like how you see the internet and all these you know more problems and less solutions. You know, giving people answers. You know, and uh, like how you're saying, you know, if we would just reach out instead of being divided by you know everyone's not supposed to be a theologian, but more so just to go out and preach the gospel. You know, and just just love on one another and encourage each other to you know get out of these, these holes that you know our our flesh and you know things that come against the, the, you know, the Word of God. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things we can do. Thank you, Mark, for your call. And, uh, you know, everybody is a theologian one way or the other, whether you think you are or not. I like to quote, uh, um, I'm forgetting a guy's name who I think said this. Maybe I even have it wrong. Tozer, uh, the most important thought you think is the thought you think about God, is what he says. And the reason that is so powerful is because that's true, isn't it? That Whatever you think about God, if you think there is a God, you think there's not a God. If you believe God is is Jesus Christ or do you believe God is some other God out there, it's going to affect how you live your life, how you view the world. It's going to affect how you view other people. You know, what do you truly believe? It gets down to that kind of theology. We've got uh, a God who has this. He wants to be with us. And he has planned a a place for us to be, which I think we focus a lot on, which is fine. You know, we get to focus on going to heaven and being with him. But we have a call to be here on earth as representatives of Christ now. You ever read the book of Revelation? So many of you uh, believe that the end time is now, that maybe Jesus is coming for you soon. Maybe that's true. Who knows? But, you know, when Jesus responds to when he's coming back, even when Jesus reveals the revelation of Jesus Christ to John, the apostle, that's how you get the book of Revelation, he spends the first part of that with letters to the churches saying, hey, yeah, I'm coming back and I'll tell you what that's going to look like in a minute. But until then, there's work to be done, churches. And there is being right with with God, being right with loving other people. We're, We're told to remember our first love. How many of us have forgotten our first love in our faith? How many of us have got to a place where our faith is just routine? You get up and you go to church and you go to your Bible study and you do the things, but you forgot the emotion to it. You forgot. It doesn't get into the marrow of your life. It doesn't get into how am I at the workplace? A teacher that I I love who's a mentor of mine, he likes to quote these statistics that talks about how many people go to church every Sunday. In, you know, in America, depending on what survey you, you look at, it's around 20 or 30 percent of people go to church every Sunday, and that number is getting lower. You know, or go to church regularly, not every Sunday, but just regularly, whatever that means. But he likes to point out that the truth is, is that 100 percent probably of Americans or close to it are in church every week. And the reason is, is because they're around a Christian somewhere at some point every week. Somebody that you work with, somebody that you go to school with, somebody that lives in your house, somebody who is a friend, somebody who's a neighbor. You're with somebody who is the church. The church is us. It's not an address. It's not a place that you just go. That's a, that's a congregation. It's a location, a place where part of the church gathers. But the people is the church. 
And the people that you know, people that you're at work with right now, they don't know it maybe, but they are at church because you're there if you're a believer. That's the truth. That's the way it is. Imagine how much more effective we'd be if we knew that, if we really lived that way. 888-528-2557 is the number. Open phone Friday, Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. Anything on your mind, you give me a call. 888-528-2557. Let's go to Rachel. Rachel, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you. Oh, dear Pastor Scott, thank you, hon, for being there. Father God, thank you. Dear Pastor, hon, I need you to please pray for my daughter, Pam. All right, what's going on with Pam? Okay. She is a school teacher, and she's in a deep depression, and she's saying, Mom, I can't stop crying. Mom, pray for me. Mom, pray for me. Call him for prayer. And she says, Mom, I want to live. She says, she, she wants to live. She says, she don't want to die. But the depression has got her really bad. Mm. Dear Pastor Scott, please pray. Uh, Father, thank you. To please, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy I got you yeah. on, on the telephone. Pray, pray for Pamela. All right. Rachel, Rachel uh, how old is Pamela? Pamela is 60, uh, 62. 62. Okay. She's your daughter. Is she uh, married? Uh, no, 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 she's not married. Uh, uh, no, she has a boyfriend, but it, it's no good. It, it, it ain't working. The, the, mm, it's the, not a good. Causing her, he's causing her depression worse because he keeps telling her, she tells me, mm. he keeps telling her, I don't like you. I don't like you. So it's making, he's making her cry worse. So yeah. please pray for Pam. She does want to live, though. She says, she, Mom, she says, Mom, I don't want to go. I want to I be here and live and be with you, Mom. All right. Pray for her, honey. Pray for her, honey. Yeah, I'll pray for her. All right. Okay. Uh, God, I thank you for uh, for Rachel and her concern for her daughter. I pray, Lord, that you would uh, be with Pam, that you would comfort Pam, that Pam would know uh, that you are there, and that Pam would make choices in her life that would help her get over her depression, whatever those things are. Sounds like uh, she's got a relationship that is not helping. God, I pray if that's the case that she would know right now to end it, that she would feel better that way. I pray that you give Rachel the insight to know how to speak to her daughter. It's so hard as a parent, even when you're older, to see your kids hurting. And uh, so many of us are hurting. I pray, Lord, for her. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Rachel, thank you for calling Southern California Live. We'll keep praying for Pam, okay? Okay, dear pastor, could, could she wants to be saved. Could you see her? She said, Mom, I want, she, she wants to be in the book of life. She wants to be saved. Could you do a prayer that she would be saved? Yeah. Is, uh, has she, is she talking to somebody? Does she go to church somewhere? No, no. But, but, but she says she does, Mom, because I, 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 we didn't do it before, but I, I told her, we, we, you can make it, still make it. Could you, what kind of prayer could you pray that she could make it? I told her, your, your name will be in the book of life with the Father. The angels will write the name in the book of life, hon. Yeah. Yeah, well, she needs to simply believe that Jesus Christ died for her sins and that he okay. rose again from the grave. So it's, I'll pray for her, but it's not a magic prayer. It's or a certain thing to say. Say the words, it's the to, right words, and, she and needs I'll tell to, her, and she could say them too. Okay, I'll all right. I would just thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, I would just pray, and I'll pray, that, that Pam receives Jesus. You know, I would I would say she should go to church maybe with you or someplace where there is a good church where the gospel is taught, where she knows that she is saved because, uh, not because she did anything, but because Jesus did everything. When you when you understand that, that's where there is so much peace. That's where there is so much grace. That's where you receive the gift of grace. That's what you have to do to be saved. 
And uh, so I'll pray for for right leading for her. God, just uh, thank you for Pam again, and I pray that the Holy Spirit would uh, move her to uh, a clear understanding of what Jesus has done for her, for her, that she would receive him as her Savior today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you, Rachel, for calling and uh, being a part of our, our show. Uh, 888-528-2557. You know, when we, when we do these shows sometimes, you know, we hear from so many people the, the desperation that's out there. And the concern that so many people have, the number of people who are depressed, who are just struggling. I know there's a whole lot of you and, uh, you know, we all have ups and downs, but some people are really struggling. You know, it is a hard thing to realize that we can cast all of our anxieties on Christ. We really have to put our faith in him and trust in him to do that. And it doesn't mean that you don't get help and you don't talk to somebody and you don't use other uh, you know, tools or methods to help you do that, uh, that is okay. But at the end of the day, when you have cast your anxieties on Christ, you can look at this world that we live in that's crazy, that has so many different things going on, and have a peace that actually transcends understanding, a peace that you can't really explain, a peace that you can just experience and go, oh, this is the peace I have in Christ. And the hard thing is, is you might be saying, well, how do I get that? And part of it is I can't explain it, except that you've got to fix your eyes on Jesus. When you know, you know. When you do this, when you get your, your eyes on Jesus, when you get your you start reading his word, you know, one of the best ways to deal with a lot of the stuff is put down the things that are harming you. All these the social media for a lot of people, you can't take it, then get rid of it. You don't need it. You don't need the TV show you're watching. You don't need the alcohol you're drinking. There's a whole lot of stuff that might just get in the way, even just simple things. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Realize there's a greater plan for your life, a greater plan for this world, and that plan is to glorify God through his son. That's the plan. That's, this is, you know, we see all those, uh, those pictures that NASA's putting out every day right now from that telescope. It's magnificent. It's wonderful. And it's to the glory of God. That's what everything is about. It's about God. And so I would encourage you to focus there. All right, when we get back, we'll talk about some other things in the news. We'll continue with Open Phone Friday. President Biden's in a lot of trouble for a fist bump, apparently. And uh, the oldest person in uh, California has passed away. We'll uh, we'll talk about that. And, and do you feel valuable? Do you feel like you have a purpose in life? Do you feel like that's something that ends when you get uh, to be a certain age or something? Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit as soon as we get back. 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Scott Furrow for Southern California Live. We'll continue with Hour 2 in just a moment. Stay tuned. 